Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 6, along with The Walking Dead World Beyond, and our recommendations on Ghostbusters Afterlife, The Sex Life of College Girls, The Shrink Next Door, Republic Z, and Tick Tick Boom. Whoa, that was a mouthful. Debbie's in the house. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> How are you, Debbie? Who let the dogs out? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hi, I'm doing great. Oh, that's <laughs> ready awesome for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. We're having our own Thanksgiving uh, refreshments here. So we're enjoying that. And I'm so, Debbie, I'm thankful that you are here with me. So oh, I would you. like to say that. I am thankful you are my friend. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> I'll take them. Okay. In Fear the Walking Dead, this episode is concentrated on Al. We see her strengths and everything she brings to Fear the Walking Dead. And I just love the whole Walking Dead universe highlighting these strong women. And it, so it made me think of her and all the other characters because some characters die, some characters leave. And so I want to know right now, who's your favorite character on Fear the Walking Dead? Do they have to be alive? Just kidding. <laughs> So, you can give me both if you really well, want John to. Well, John Dory. I know. I that's love him. mine, too. That's but mine, too. He's not here any longer. So then would be June, but she's actually not my top favorite. I'm going to need to say Morgan. Yeah. And I know that's probably typical, but Morgan is always, uh, I just love his character. I just love his character. So Morgan. Very good choice. Not Al. <laughs> what about you? Who's your favorite character? Oh, I was trying to be different. And I thought to myself, who is my favorite character? You know, I looked this up. And you know that the fan favorites are, I thought it was one of them was Al, but also was Daniel. He was like one of the number one favorites. Well, I love Daniel too, but we have heart, we've only seen him I know. Once. He hasn't yeah. been in I it too much. Daniel. Oh, yeah. I love Daniel. I will say, I, I agree, because John Dory was my favorite for so long. Again, if you can go to our website and look at our blog and you could see the moment that John Dory, uh, the character, died. I wrote <laughs> that night when he died, I wrote a big, long blog oh. because I was heartbroken. I really was. And I was shocked. I didn't even know he was going off the show. So that's how much I really loved oh. John Dory. Another character that I really like is Dwight. There's just something about Dwight, uh, the way he is, that makes me really like him. Even, And I'm shocked by saying this because, you know, I didn't really like him in The Walking Dead because, I mean, the things he did to Daryl, yeah, how dare you... But I feel like he's really, really redeemed himself. I feel like he's really changed his life around. I f and he was doing it to get back to his wife and to save his wife at the time, Sherry. But I am going for the obvious, unfortunately, here. And I'm going to say Morgan because I thought to myself, who would shock the hell out of me if they died? And who would I be really sad to see gone? And that's how I always figure out who yeah. my favorite person is. Yeah. And so I have to say Morgan yeah. also. 
Morgan wins. He does. <laughs> okay, let us know what you think. Everyone out there, who's your favorite on Fear the Walking Dead? And we'd love to know why. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens. You can follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our website. The links are in our show notes. Okay, so episode six entitled Reclamation. This episode is all about Al, which I didn't realize, but this is possibly her last episode maybe ever. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's been confirmed with showrunners. This is her last episode for the season, but it's likely we won't see Al maybe ever again. And that is why her name dropped off uh-huh. a while back where we had noticed she wasn't in the credits anymore. So after my realization that Al was going to be gone, I when I watched it a second time, I had a different feel for it because I knew it was kind of her mm. send off. So I had a different um, perspective on it. So it was really nice to see what's happening in her world. And we also get to see Morgan and Grace who search for Al, which I thought was really cool. Debbie, tell me, what did you think of this episode and what stood out to you? Well, I, th- I thought the episode was okay. You know, not not overly awesome. Um, and I found it a little bit hard to follow. Um, although I did, uh, especially in the beginning, but I thought um, it was... Very interesting how they provided Al's backstory and her camera video stories. And I liked how, you know, the color would change and then close-ups of her face while she was talking to, I'm, I'm guessing it's her lover. Yeah, Isabel. Isabel. Um, I, I did like that. And, and you know, Al, Al's role is, has been pretty funny. You know, she's very creative. And, like, is she Navy SEAL trained or something? <laughs> she seems to be able to do everything. So... Uh, and that was pretty cool. And some of the some of the uh, things we're going to talk about later about uh, what she's done. But, um, you know, she can just do and create anything. And and I love that cannon weapon. So <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. What about you? Well, I said earlier how much I love strong women. And I love you, Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead universe for giving us these uh, strong women to look at. And so I love that. There are so many strong women, and they don't have to rely on a man to get through this apocalypse or get through anything. So I just really like that. And I think Al is extremely strong and resourceful, and I yeah. like that about her. Yeah. Um, and we see where Al has been and her drive to keep telling survivors' stories in honor of her brother's death. And the CRM reclamation team is sent to get rid of Isabel and any trace that would jeopardize their mission. And I really appreciate Al's devotion to Isabel to keep her safe. She also wants to keep Morgan and Grace safe. And I really feel that Al is selfless. And I admire that about her and also her ingenuity and her bravery. She puts herself in harm's way to save the people she cares about. And I've spoke about it in previous uh, seasons of episodes. She can do anything. Yeah. She flies helicopters. And here she's setting off cannons. She's figuring out coordinates. Uh, She works on all these vehicles. She knows how weapons work. 
she knows so much. It's like crazy. And I have to say, I really was worried about her. I kept thinking she was going to sacrifice herself for the others and end up dead. So I was really glad that she survived the episode. And, you know, Morgan presses Al at one point oh, to, yeah. to yeah. understand what is preventing her from reuniting with Isabel. And it's a journey for Al, and she wants to honor her brother by telling his stories, but really, it's an excuse for what she is afraid to do. Mm -hmm. And I love that Morgan and Grace both keep pushing and reminding Al of her choices and what is important. Morgan asks Al, when did you choose the camera? Which triggered Al, and she cut the interview that she was doing at the time. And then later, Grace tells Al, whoever you think you're letting down, I doubt they would want you to miss out. <laughs> so yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. What else stood out to you in this episode, Debbie? Well, uh, one thing I was worried about was where's Mo? Where's the baby? Who's watching the baby? So, And then uh, it was hard to keep track of their masks, when they wear them, when to remove them. And then they're driving this huge vehicle, and they must have lots of extra gas tanks filled. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they seem to be able to go a very long way yeah. and drive that thing without worrying about gas. And I, too, liked Al's strength, and I liked her humor and her sarcasm with the zombies, especially yeah. the one she blew up with the cannon. I did not like the scene where the rec team captured Morgan and Grace, and I just don't understand. They were standing right above him, and he kept shooting off to the side and prolonging, um, we're ready to kill the male or something like that. And there were too many bullets. And, and at the end, Morgan was shooting away. And I'm like, how many bullets do these guns carry? <laughs> so some of those things were a little bit distracting. But anyway, what about you? Okay, so back to what you were saying, where's Mo? They made it seem like the rest of the group caught up with them at the submarine because they said something. Oh, and I missed that. Yeah, so they said that. So Thanks. that's who's taking care oh. of the baby. Okay, um, because they're the ones who told Morgan and Grace that Al took off, and this is what she's doing, and that's why Morgan and Grace went looking for her. <sighs> so the baby's with the rest of the group. Because oh, remember, the the group had to leave where they were at because. It was not a safe spot, and they were going to have to leave it. Well, honestly, I can't keep up. <laughs> so thanks for <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> so that's what's happening there. But so Morgan and Grace set out to find Al because Morgan feels he owes it to her because Al and John Dory saved him one when he was running and he needed saving. And now he wants to be there for Al. But I agree with you. It was tough seeing Morgan and Grace at gunpoint. And almost killed. Yeah. Uh, it was such good performances there. I really yes. appreciated uh, Grace pleading with the CRM to let them live yes. because they have a child that needs them, which is a turning yes. point for Grace. That's right. Which I was really happy to see. And both Grace and Morgan really try to get Al to live her life instead of putting up walls. But then Al leaves. But then Morgan goes after her again. And this is what I love about this whole universe, that they never give up on their friends. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite thing, that they keep going back, supporting one another. Yeah. So what other thoughts or tidbits do you have, Debbie? Well, the uh, the scene when they used her cannon, they blasted those two soldiers. It was wicked gross, man. Their parts were everywhere. Ah! <laughs> 
And then, uh, you know, Morgan, like you had stated, stated earlier, how he's supporting her and trying to open up her mind. She, he's pretty clever and he helped her find her truth. Yeah. And then it, I thought it was a little odd. It didn't take her long to find her girlfriend. So, um, and then the house had electricity. I mean, you know, there are little tidbits again. <laughs> oh, I just flashed on something. I do believe I saw solar panels, but it just hit me just now. Ah, but, but so observant, though. Boy, I don't know. How come that came to my mind at this point? She knew where she was at. She knew where uh, I know, but Isabel she was, was five at. minutes away. <laughs> oh, I know. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. But um, the other thing uh, that drove me crazy was... Because there was a lot of close-ups of Al's face, her face was totally clean throughout the whole episode. And I'm like, Al, you have to be dirty. You've been running in the dirt, practicing with the cannon, super clean. And that drove me crazy. <laughs> That's true. The other thing was when she was on the radio with the head with headquarters and they were giving her coordinates. And, and then I was thinking about the reclamation team. If they were supposed to be so... Uh, badass or destructive how come they didn't just kill people right away or and or how come they haven't found strands compound yet maybe i'm jumping ahead but i just thought it was interesting and and yet her girlfriend isabel was so close it, it just seemed um unless maybe they were zooming in on her zoning in, you know getting closer to yeah. isabel yeah but it, so that part was a little awkward i thought or confusing mm-hmm so what's your thoughts on that, Diana? Oh, man, something you said made me think of something, and now it flew out of my brain. With the coordinates and Isabel? <gasps> the coordinates. Why was she giving Daniel coordinates when she did? You, when you said it, it reminded me. At one point, she says, Daniel, and then she gives him <gasps> coordinates. Oh, and I was wondering, why is she giving Daniel coordinates? You mean our Daniel? Yeah. Daniel, Daniel? I asked, well, who else? I, well, I was wondering who that was. Yeah. I thought, oh. who is she, why is she giving Daniel coordinates? So I was really curious what that meant mm. and why she was giving to him. I mean, I know he's pretty tactical and knows a lot of things, but I don't know. I just found that interesting that they brought that up. And I'm curious where that will lead. Yeah. So yeah, I'm point. curious about that. But- I, too, enjoyed the scene when Morgan went off uh, to fix the cannon when it the rope um, came off of whatever they had. And Al went to stall them and Morgan was creeping back there trying to connect everything up. And then Grace slowly moves into the driver's seat. I love that whole thing. It was, yes. just, it was very, you know, Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I liked it. And then, of course, that's when they blasted the CRM team. And also when Morgan says, I saved your life, you owe me. And she says, well, what do you want? And he says, an interview, please. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. it was kind of cool. And oh my gosh, when they beat Morgan, like oh. in his ribs, he's all punch, punch, punch. <sighs> yes. I really felt that for him when when he and um, Grace were driving and she saw you okay. And he's all, you know, kind of milking his wound or not milking it but like holding it yeah. i'm like oh man they really beat you morgan damn it don't you beat our favorite character in the show how dare you um and i thought it was cool that grace seemed to be the driver in most of the getaways she was like always driving the getaway car oh yeah she yeah. drove the car which all get in get in yeah. and then al's vehicle so yeah it was really cool that she's always the driver and at the very end, I do love that Al breaks her camera and chooses love. Oh, yeah. Me too. 
very cool yes. ending to the episode. Yes. For now, the whole story with Al. <laughs> At first, I'm like, what are you doing breaking it? What about your stories? But then when I realized, oh, this is kind of your send off. So I'm like, I get it. I'm glad you chose that. So, okay, Debbie. We are at our segment, and the award goes to, and I would like to know, what was your favorite character, quote, or moment? Well, I love this moment um, when Al and Morgan were trapped and they were being shot at, and and Al was proposing to run for, to go do something, and, and then Morgan says, is it safe? And Al says, radiation won't matter if we're dead. So I just So true. <laughs> it was a good yeah, line. I love that. What about you? What do you think? My award goes to uh, Morgan when he says, you're a part of the story, Al. You were before, you are now. Hell, if you're alive, you are a part of the story. Morgan says, I'm grateful I'm a part of yours, and I'm grateful you're a part of mine. Oh, you're so sappy. Well, I am. <laughs> but seriously, those are the moments. Those truly are the moments no, when I agree. they yeah. are there for each other and they, any of, in any of the shows, when they're there for each other yes, yes. and they're thankfully for, because what else do you have? You're in a freaking apocalypse. Yes. What else do you have besides relationships and people you care about? Not and, much. <laughs> and yeah. And so all those moments, and those are always the highlight for me is when somebody expresses their love or their thankfulness to someone else. So again, Debbie, nice. I'm thankful you're here <laughs> to slide that in there. <laughs> but of course, we have to give thanks, right? It's Thanksgiving week for us here. And so, um, yeah. So yes, I love that part, Debbie. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So that is our wrap up of this episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Let's move on to The Walking Dead World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 8, Returning Point. Okay, so I thought this was a really good episode. Again, we're moving along, so I think all the episodes are going to be really good. I mean, if one's really stalls, it's really going to make me mad, but I don't think so, because I think we're like, you know, yeah, we're up. getting to the finish mm -hmm. line. So Leo tells the other researchers what the CRM have been doing. The Bennetts and crew devise a plan to escape. Hope uses Mason as leverage. Meanwhile, Dennis and Silas head to the perimeter to warn them, while Jadis has already sent a team to capture and kill them. And it was really exciting with Huck trying to stay a step ahead of Jadis. But I kept wondering, when is when will Jadis realize what Huck is up to? I, I mean, come on, Jadis seems pretty savvy. And man, she is like hell bent on killing everyone. But why kill the researchers? She tells everybody, oh, we're going to kill the researchers. And I'm thinking, what will you have to move forward with without them? So I almost feel like she's on this power trip and going to an extreme. She just wants to kill everybody. And oh my God, did you see Silas with a gun? When did he acquire those skills? <laughs> I loved it. But I was like, ooh, look at Silas go. <laughs> What'd yeah. you think, Debbie? Yeah, he's he's something else. It, well, it's amazing how everybody is a sharpshooter on on these shows now. I mean, including Sherry. Yeah, so I'm not surprised Silas is now uh, a great shot. I felt this episode was really, really good, and it had a lot of information for the viewer. And, it, and it's ramping up, and I really liked Jen's role in playing both sides 
And then how she mentioned that she's going back to the CR to let the civilian government know what the military has done. But she's still in a pretty precarious situation, so that'll be interesting to see if she can get away. And then meanwhile, the Bennetts and the group are getting their plan in gear and that they capture that young man, uh, Hope's boyfriend. Yeah. And he doesn't even know. Yeah. And so, and I think that they knew that they were going to get locked in there. But um, anyway, and then Jadis, I'm surprised she hasn't caught on to exactly. Jen yet. Because like you said, she's yeah. pretty sharp. But uh-huh. uh, boy, she's such a good, bad character. <laughs> And the suspense is building. It is. Yes, yes. It's funny, when you said sharpshooter, and you said, everybody's a sharpshooter around here. And I wonder, too, like, how'd they get so good? And you said, it was Sherry, like, how how was she so good? Yeah, because at the beginning of the episode, I'm sorry, I'm going all the way back to fear, but when she when those guys were walking yeah. up and she was shooting. She shot that fruit. Yeah. I, we should have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> but then, well, they don't have bullets. That's the only thing. But other than that, they have time. So they could learn how to do this. So we don't see every single minute of yeah. uh, what they're doing. So anyways, yes, I thought this was a good episode of The World Beyond. I think, and I'm not absolutely sure about this, but I think both shows are going to end at the same time, oh. I believe. So it'll be, I'll be curious to know, because I really wasn't sure how many episodes The World Beyond has, but if they have, um, if they have 10, because we're at eight right now, and Fear is on six, so if they each have two more, that uh-huh. might make sense. I don't really know. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, and we get to see uh, The Talking Dead this week, so I'm really excited oh, about good. that. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, all this talk, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, The World Beyond. I love it, I love it, I love it, and Talking Dead. Ooh, great episodes. Thanks, Debbie, for your insight on that. Sure. Tell me, what else are you currently watching? Well, um, since you mentioned Apple TV, I signed up. I didn't know I had it, so <laughs> I actually found a show. It's called The Shrink Next Door. And Will Ferrell is in it and a, a guy named Paul Rudd and Catherine Hahn. It's actually very interesting and it's inspired by a true story. And I don't want to give away too much, but this story is about a therapist who takes over one of his clients' lives. And it's very intriguing. And right now, I think there's only six, uh, five episodes. And I think every Friday, a new one comes out. It looks like I'm new to Apple TV, so I'm figuring it out. Um, but it's filmed in back East in New York and they're all Jewish. Most of the actors are Jewish. So it's kind of fun with the Jewish humor and, and the, and Jewish life. Will Farrell plays Marty who owns a family owned business and he gets panic attacks and he's kind of a scaredy cat, weak guy. And, as his therapy sessions move along, the therapist gets more and more involved. It's real interesting. So no spoilers, but I definitely recommend it. And Will Ferrell is amazing, of course. Yeah. I love those actors. Yeah. And of course, I always try to find if there are, are any new zombie movies out. And there is. It's 2021 from Prime. It's called Republic Z. So I can't tell which country it's from. When they were showing the beginning credits, I did not recognize the symbols. And I'm using symbols because I couldn't tell what language it was. Mm -hmm. But they almost look like Korean or 
Thailand or something, but the subtitles are English. But eventually, as the movie goes, you don't hear their words. You, you're you just reading the English. So, you know, it's not as good as some of the ones we're used to, but it's still zombies and blood, and, and uh, it's a good story. It's uh-huh. a great story. And gory, of course, and survival. So, but it's... um. It's it can be a little boring at times and lagging, but still, it's it's very good. Uh-huh. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. How about you? What shows have you seen? Well, the one TV show that I started, and I've only seen one episode, and it just began. But usually, HBO I think will put out a few episodes and then become weekly. But it's called The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. It's co-created by Mindy Kaling, which is one of the reasons I decided to tune in. It's a funny coming-of-age series about four freshman co-eds, a diverse group of young women room together and eventually form a bond. One's an athlete in a relationship with her coach. One is a super sex-positive woman, and I say that in it's in theory, <laughs> not an actual experience, but who wants to become a comedy writer. One is a wholesome girl played by Pauline Chalamet. And yes, she's Timothy Chalamet's sister, which I thought was really cool. And the other one is a closeted rich girl. And I really like that we get to see each character and what they're all about and what is happening in their lives. I got this in one episode. Like they really give you their personalities. And so I really like that. I have a question. What is a super sex positive? What is that Sex mean? positive is... Um, is that a new well, term? Well, not super, but sex positive, yes, is a is a fairly new term oh, to us. Is, yes. Is it hetero? It's very... Or? But no, it's very just being positive. Just being... Sex positive? Yeah, sex positive. Well, I'm sex positive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, I guess are, I need Debbie. to watch the series to I understand that. I think you that. do. I think you do. <laughs> and what's It's closet? kind of like no shame in, oh. in, in your sexuality, like how, oh. you know... <laughs> You want to have sex? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm with, sex closeted. <laughs> and what's a closeted rich girl? She's closeted, meaning she's a lesbian. Okay, and she's right. still in the closet. Okay, okay, but she's a rich girl, kind of a snob. Okay, but closeted, meaning she hasn't come out yet All to right. anybody, so nobody knows yet. I didn't know if you so, meant she's a rich girl, but she's acting like a poor girl. No, so. no. Oh, that could have been that too. No, closeted and is, she's okay. a lesbian. So, uh, but like I said, I've only seen one episode and you know what? I am dying to go watch the next episode, but I have all my reality shows. I have the wa- Fear of the Walking Dead, all this. I'm like, oh, when am I going to get to the new show? <laughs> so for it to want me to watch the next episode means yeah, I want to watch the next episode. So it's been pretty good. The movies, I want to recommend two movies. They're both really good. One is Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's in theaters. This movie picks up decades later from one of the first two films left off. And I love the original films. They're iconic. So much fun. The song is ingrained in all of our brains. Who knows it? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. This movie is a comedy, but it also deals with loss and grief, and it's moving. Mm. Harold Ramis co-wrote and acted in the original films, and he was Egon Spangler, but Harold passed away in 2014. So the way they handle his character in this movie is pretty special. And his character is the father who passes away 
and has left his home to his daughter and his two and her two kids that he has been estranged from. Ah. And it's the grandkids played by McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard. They're really good in this. Who learn of their grandfather's legacy and strange happenings in the town. Paul Rudd also stars as the local teacher who gets involved with the family. He's such a great actor. Mm -hmm. I love him. And I don't know if you know this, Debbie, but he just was named Sexiest Man Alive. (gasps) Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, I like him. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. I would say the only thing that I missed in this movie was not being in New York City because the original is just so grounded in the city cheering for them to be Ghostbusters and and save them all. Where's this house that they inherited? It's it's in some country Country, place. And so you don't see that um, town or anybody really recognizing the efforts that they're doing to save, uh, to figure out their, their grandfather's legacy and to save the world really right (laughs) from all this harm and i and i and really it's not what it's about it's about loss and grief and and coming to terms with that which is really cool it's it's based in a different you know on something different but i i did i missed the big city uh, mm-hmm. Or a big town, or somebody saying, somebody acknowledging their efforts. That's the really what I wanted. With yes, the townspeople. So yeah, exactly. So, but it's really good otherwise. So, I would recommend watching that. And the director was Jason Reitman. His father, Ivan Reitman, was the one who directed the first two. Oh, so oh he he passed it along to his son to remake this film, and so it just has a lot of nostalgia in it and it's just really nice okay this may people may or may not know about this next movie it's called tick tick boom it's on netflix it just released Uh, the reason i click watch it is because it's directed by lin-manuel miranda who i think is talented beyond belief and andrew garfield it was hard for me to phrase what this movie is about but i'm i'm uh, paraphrasing this here from a um, Roger Ebert review that I saw. It says, quote, a love letter to Broadway musicals and the artists who create them. It's a musical about making a musical based on an autobiographical one-man show by Jonathan Larson, the astonishing, talented writer-composer of Rent, who died just before the show's opening night, end quote. Oh. So, yeah, exactly. So this is set in 1990, and it's about John wondering if he made the wrong career choice while dealing with love and friendship. By the end of this movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a true story. That really happened. It's crazy. It was really good. And then I found out that there were all these Broadway icons in it without uh, me knowing it. They were in the diner. They were here. They were there. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is in it. But I was so shocked. I had no idea that Andrew Garfield could sing. I had no idea. He's Spider-Man. That's what I know him as. (laughs) So the fact that he's here singing, he's so good. His acting is so phenomenal. I was blown away. I thought Lin-Manuel Miranda's direction of this was so good. I, I really highly recommend it. It is really good. The first 10 minutes 
I wasn't sure about it because I didn't really know what I was watching. I, I didn't even know what I what I just told you. I just went in blindly. So it, was, it took me, you know, 10, 15 minutes to figure out what was happening. But then I was totally sold on it. And I really, really liked it. Ooh, I'm um, it. So it's very impressive. Watch it. Tick, tick, boom on Netflix. Wow, sounds good. So thank you, Debbie, for joining me today and your recommendations. You're welcome. Well, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. You can rate and review the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. This will help other listeners find us. We'll be uploading new episodes in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episodes 7 and 8. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.